in this first half. Third down and long, rising, Whoa. goes Whoa. down. Whoa. Whoa. Just a bully play Whoa. by Garrett Fountain, who's, who's played great. My Welcome to No Truck Stops, a Pac-12 podcast. I'm Carlos at Equity Bruin. Joining me, as always, a woman asking for the holiday remix of our song, Avery at yeah. Ray Grapes. This is season two. We should we should be ready for this by now. Next year, <laughs> we really maybe, should. we'll we have really a should. holiday remix. I'm not a DJ. Maybe I'll hire a DJ to do it. Greg at Banana Morse. Still happy about the uh, Argentina World Cup win. You know, you, uh, you could just say hi, Greg. I, I when could, we I when we post that. this when we post this this will be old news. I'm aware of that, which is why I said it. It will be a week later, and I will still be happy in a week when this gets posted. Uh, talking about the World Cup final for anyone who missed that, uh, Matthew Hubertson at No Pit Stops. So you went through and did like an entire remix of all of our songs for Halloween, <laughs> but you're talking about how you're not a DJ for Christmas. <laughs> I didn't even make a remix. They were really shitty. Some what might was I say do? this is the religious uh, bigotry that uh, that everybody's been <laughs> talking about. Some some could suggest you're the one that said Christmas instead of holidays, Matt. Just uh, saying. Oh, oh, oh no, Carl. <laughs> and for the last time, Reed, who's about to get canceled for Matthew Bertson's comment uh, at MF underscore Reed. <laughs> Oregon owns the holiday season. That's what the bull's about. <laughs> Look at that. Good idea. All right, uh, we. Got uh, oh Jesus! Christ. Oh my God, oh, Jesus! I want to quit now. You wanted a holiday remix? Not that. I don't want disgusting, that. Disgusting! Disgusting! Well, I think I nailed it. We've got a special holiday-themed episode today. We are going to do a holiday draft, drafting the perfect ho- holiday gathering. Uh, we've got. Pack, we're going to make some New Year's resolutions for every single Pac-12 team, and we'll make some bowl game predictions for our the remaining Pac-12 bowl games. But first, as always, a programming note, football episodes stopping after January 3rd. We are posting an episode on uh, Tuesday at 5 a.m. on January 3rd instead of our normal Monday time so we can make sure we talk about the Rose Bowl and any other Pac-12 bowl game that is occurring uh, Matt and Reed are going to continue to talk about football with maybe we'll come on occasionally uh, throughout the offseason to Just talk about what's going on in Pac-12 football. Oh my goodness. I mean, um, okay, fine. White Carlos people only, guess. Wow, interesting. Uh, would you say, uh, <laughs> Matt, uh, am I the only Mexican uh, on, this ho- on this podcast? Am I allowed to come on to your football episodes not if you just invite yourself in illegally without going through the proper channels (laughs) oh my god (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) i guess i okay i walked into that one good good grapes (laughs) oh disgusting this was the end of no truck stop (laughs) this is how it ended my God, I thought this was the leftist podcast. What is wrong? Re- <laughs> Matt is saying build the paywall. Republicans buy shoes too, baby. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, goodness. Anyway, they will have football episodes every week on our Patreon at NoTruckStops.com. Uh, football episodes will cease to exist here. We're still talking basketball, though. Uh, we're talking about shooty hoops. Got some really, really big games to discuss, so we'll get to all of those. All right, let's just get right into it. Uh, we've got a, a special draft, holiday draft. We are going to draft our perfect holiday gathering. We have four categories here. One, holiday song, a song that you're going to be playing during your gathering. Round two, a holiday activity, something that your guests are going to be doing during this holiday. Round three, a holiday meal. What are you all going to be eating at your holiday gathering? And round four, a Pac-12 team to watch on holiday. You're all going to gather around the TV and watch this team play football. Who do you want to watch? on holiday and here's a kicker uh, assume that all of your friends and your or your family are casuals they're pac-12 casuals or college football casuals and they're like yeah sure i'll watch the pac-12 game on the holiday which team are you going to entertain them with all right we have done this uh, such that every single one of us except uh, me because i'm altruistic and good and whole and uh and kind uh everyone gets a first pick in each round so we're gonna start this off with greg greg you're first up on the first category which is holiday song who are you picking or what are you picking for your holiday song this is a tough one i've got two in the top tier of my board uh i'm gonna go with though uh the christmas song by nat king cole uh it's a classic never misses (laughs) okay Uh, and so that's, that's where i'm going it was that or White Christmas. Oh, it would oh. be White Christmas. Yes. That's right. <laughs> I wanted to save that for Matt. I thought he'd appreciate that. You know me so well. <laughs> All right. So uh, what was it again? The Christmas Song by Nat King Cole. Okay. All right. Next up here, Avery, you've got second pick. I'm going with the classic Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. Mm. My goodness. This is the whitest shit I've ever uh, I'm pretty sure Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree is not by White artist really oh really i didn't know okay i don't know (laughs) okay so rocking around the christmas tree off the board matthew Hubertson. never mind brenda lee is white i was unfortunate yeah i was gonna say i was like (laughs) (laughs) i will solve this racial uh divide and problem by selecting white christmas by bing crosby of course are you kidding me I've got to, okay. Uh, Reed, uh, I'll, what are you picking for? I'll Christmas go with on? Last Christmas, the Wham mm. version, though, not not the Taylor Swift version. Um, huh? yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good that's choice. Well, what is? What, are you guys kidding me? Are you guys fucking kidding me? This is I cannot believe this fell to five. All I want for Christmas is you by Mariah Carey. What is that's wrong a good with one. all of you? It is a good Jeez. one. Like, but Avery hitting the note right there. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she sounds like. Uh, any any uh, any songs that you were surprised didn't get picked? Feliz Navidad. Really thought Carlos would mm. go for that. <laughs> Feliz Navidad. Oh, my God. <laughs> God, <laughs> you're going full racism. Can you calm the fuck down today, Matt? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, thought that's what was, I thought that's what Matt was going to go with when he said he was going to solve the racial divide. <laughs> That would have been good. I uh, more Christo, more Christo fascism. I think we were. Did we all pick Christmas songs? I don't know. I don't know others. I'm sorry. I let it snow. Christian. Let it snow is not is not is a holiday song that is not about Christmas. 
Sorry, I should have said rocking hall. around the holiday right. tree. I should have picked eight Listen. crazy nights. You're absolutely correct. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at a list of uh, top ten holiday songs that are not about Christmas. Uh, can you guess? Okay, so I named a few of these. Uh, Sleigh Ride is on here. Also on here, probably should not be on here. Baby, it's cold outside. Uh, oh, that, that that's sucks. Uh, problematic. Oof. Uh, if you're okay just just a little bit of education don't play that one at your holiday gathering it's a problematic song it's a little sexual assaulty um anyway okay fair picks just wanted to get no one no one picked any uh, non-christmas song so i had to say it all right a holiday activity this could be anything it could be a game it could be i don't know a karaoke or whatever the fuck so first round uh, first pick in this category avery what are you picking for your holiday activity? Yes, my holiday activity is frosting cookies. I think that's a holiday activity that everyone enjoys. Okay. And then you get to eat the cookies. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. Not bad. Matt, you've got second pick. Uh, mine is creating traditions with your chosen family and not attending any of the like bullshit obligated family stuff. Oh, you got something to get off your chest Whoa. here, Matt. <laughs> uh, am, I, am I in anyone's chosen family? uh all right fine so uh creating new traditions with your chosen family based read uh like a little holiday walk maybe look at some christmas lights in the neighborhood there's a really good street Mm. by my house uh, in portland uh maybe a little spiked hot chocolate on the walk yeah that's that's what i'm going with spiked hot chocolate is something i have not had spiked coffee is delicious Spiked eggnog on Christmas Day, but hot chocolate Spiked for the season generally. Yeah, can we just take drinking off the board? Like that one's too easy of a <laughs> holiday activity. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah. Gotta be more specific than drinking. You gotta say a little bit more than drinking. Speaking of drinking though, um the alternative to walking to Christmas lights, the drive through Christmas light shows, so underrated. You stay warm mm. in the car, get mm. some music in there at the children are contained. You're not chasing anyone. Wonderful activity. Highly recommend. Yeah, that's a, a pretty good one. Uh, I've got one here. Uh, it's going to be connected to my next pick. Making tamales together. Oh, I love uh, bringing fun. people together. We're all making tamales. And you got people who have no idea what uh, how to make tamales. And so uh, they're like, how do I smear this? And you show them. Making food together, always a fun. It's kind of in the same realm as Avery in terms of frosting cookies together, but it's a uh, we're, the we're making them out of my kitchen. Do not make food with me. Absolutely not. <laughs> You're just like Dewey. You know that uh, Avery's. Uh, How? Why Avery's would boyfriend. you say that? What have I done to hurt you? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Could it possibly be? I don't know anything you've said in the last five oh minutes. My gosh. <laughs> I feel like we need to clear this up. Um, Matt is not a Republican. My partner is not a Republican. <laughs> Thank you. Matt is being racist ironically, which uh, maybe we should say, like, don't do that. But, uh. <laughs> Carlos gave him permission. It's a lot being put in my mouth right now. I'm not. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, next. Uh, who was left? Greg. Greg, you, you're next on the holiday activity category. I asked, and I was not pre- uh, prohibited from taking Thanksgiving activities and so I am taking watching the Egg Bowl I fucking love the Egg Bowl <laughs> every year there's nothing better no football game I enjoy more so uh, yeah I get the Egg Bowl very happy with that only thing that would have made the Egg Bowl better is if oh Jesus fucking Christ <laughs> 
All right. <laughs> we should probably cut that out, we right? We should do these silly that. episodes more often. <laughs> We're cutting just bleep it. Just bleep it. Like, leave everything else in, but bleep what she said. Yes, yes, yes. yeah. We should yeah. do this yeah, more often. This is fun. I'm enjoying this. Jesus Christ. My God. <laughs> completely off the rails. All this was supposed to be an innocent holiday episode. Greg brought it up. Oh, I, goodness, I did not. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I did not bring it up. Greg is an enabler. Oh, yeah, just bleep out what I said, God but keep everything else yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That would be really uh, funny. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I'm doing that. That's only for our ears. All right. Um, holiday meal. Now you got a meal to share with your holiday gathering. Matthew Hubertson, you're the first pick in this category. Mm. Where are you going? Home smoked prime rib. Delicious sides. Mm, okay. Finishing it off with bread pudding for dessert. Mm, Ooh, that sounds good. Interesting. Okay. That's that's a good meal. Reed, you're second on the board. My dad makes these things called Yorkshire puddings. They're like these little oh, Yorkshire like, puddings puffy are fire. Bre- they're really those good. Are good. With a bunch of honey on them. They're, those are just delicious. So that's what I associate Christmas with. Oh, interesting, interesting. Yorkshire pudding. I've never had this before. Where's Yorkshire at? It's in England. England. Yeah. It's so how you make Yorkshire puddings is you usually you like get a muffin tin and you heat up oil in the little muffin tin muffin tin holes and then you once the oil is heated you pour the batter in and it like makes it like curl up. Right. And then you can Ooh, put stuff in delicious. it. Delicious. It's really yummy. Fascinating. All right, I'm learning something here. Uh, all right, holiday meal for me. This one's an easy one. I already said it. Uh, tamales. I, I love making tamales. You can make you can, you can make so many. I'm making like six different kinds. I'm going to make uh, some with chicken and some with pork and some with beef. I'm also making, I'm trying out uh, some vegetarian ones. I got a, several vegetarian friends and friends of friends uh, who I'm going to be distributing tamales to. So I'll have uh, jackfruit and mole. Uh, I've never had jackfruit Will or played. Will you ship us tamales? Mm. Can you can you mail them can you to do us? that? I would ship you. I would genuinely ship y'all some if it was easy. If I, I think could find you'd a way. have to freeze it, put it like with cold packs or something. But I'm not sure. Okay, I'll do that. Maybe I'll try it. We'll see. I don't think you understand like how mad Tori would be if she didn't get any. Yeah, I, I okay. would also okay. like. She would, I would also like disagree. some of that. You're gonna, you're gonna get. Please. I'm gonna send them to y'all, and it's and if it comes out mushy and weird by the time it gets to, except here's a nice thing: is it's cold, right? So maybe if it goes to fucking if it sits out in the middle of nowhere, Washington or Salt Lake City, it'll all be frozen still. No idea how temperatures work, anyway. Uh, so <laughs> no idea how temperatures work. <laughs> uh, Greg, you're, you're a next doctor, up in, <laughs> not that kind of doctor. I'm a temperature <laughs> doctor. <laughs> he doesn't do the weather he doesn't treat the weather i have a phd in fahrenheit <laughs> so um, you went to one of them american schools <laughs> um i am gonna go with so my family every christmas morning we do omelets and i'm not normally uh an egg fan but i i fucking love christmas omelets so that's what I'm gonna go with. Okay, omelets. Interesting. What a fun little tradition. Uh, we have here Avery. You're the last one on the holiday meal list. Yeah, I I love a pot roast. I love a good pot roast. Um, with potatoes and carrots and oh, so fucking good. I'm actually gonna do a test run today of my holiday pot roast. So I'm very excited. That's my favorite meal of all time. Uh, 
Don't you do pot roast for Thanksgiving also? Yeah, I don't like turkey or ham. I think they're two of the worst options that you could eat. Um, so I don't know <laughs> why true. people eat those. There's so many. I really want to get into lamb. I want to get more comfortable with lamb. Lamb's good. It's just I do not it, like lamb. Ugh. It has to be prepared correctly, and it's also kind of hard to find a, like a, a yeah. cheap, a nice, affordable cut of lamb. But it's yummy. I'm very intimidated by it, but I really want to cook that for the holidays. Lamb is great when it's like, uh, what do you call it, braised mm-hmm. in some mm-hmm. thick, strong sauce. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it like, because it's got such a strong flavor, and so if you add other strong flavors, it still is there, but it's it's a little muted because you've got other stuff around it. You love a lamb vindaloo or a birria and lamb. Uh, some red so. wine reduction on that. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Not a bad. You should have picked lamb for your holiday meal, Matt. You missed that. I'm intimidated by it. That's true. It is an intimidating meat. There's no lie about that. All right. Last round here. A Pac-12 team to watch on holiday. You got a bunch of friends. You're saying, hey, we're watching Pac-12 football today on this very nice, non-religious, uh, generic holiday that shall not be named. And uh, you want to entertain them. They don't. They, they watch maybe a couple college football games a year. Maybe they went to USC and aren't that big of a fan, but they'll watch the USC-UCLA game. Uh, they, they'll tune in for maybe the national championship game, whatever. So you got to entertain them. You got to put on a Pac-12 team to watch. So first, cate- first pick in this category goes to Reed. Reed. What are you going with here? The choice here is obvious. It's particularly relevant to this year's bowl slate. We got a red-green matchup in the Sugar Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Tulane kicking the shit out of USC. You get to watch Caleb Williams stride and put some things together, but ultimately Tulane prevails, and you got the red-green matchup. Not Easy pick. Quick programming note, not the Sugar Bowl, Holiday Bowl. Oh, the Cotton uh, cotton Bowl. Bowl. Oh, Yeah, the Cotton Bowl. Tomato yeah. potato. Roll wave. Uh, roll wave. That's not a Pac-12 team that you're paying attention to, but I guess it's USC. So roll there's wave. that. Roll, roll, roll wave. wave. I thought, oh, I kind of do want to root for Tulane over USC. I will be but cheering I'm for like, Tulane. Pac- yeah. Uh, Caleb Williams Absolutely. already yes. won the Heisman, so I have no reason to support right, USC right. anymore. Roll damn wave. Roll damn wave. All right. That's not a bad one. Uh, I am going to pick, oh, man. I kind of want to go with who the fun, the most fun team is. I think it's Arizona. God damn I'm it! Sorry, I know, I know, I know. Some of y'all are gonna pick that, but if I had family coming over and or friends and they don't watch college football, and I get to pick one team that's gonna be like, just watch them, just watch them. They're fucking insane. It's Arizona, probably. <laughs> so they're my, uh, they're my pick. I'm sorry, I took that off the board. I'm sure. Uh, Greg, now you got to pick up the pieces. Yeah, I mean, I was definitely hoping when 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 Reed took uh, the Tulane USC game, I was excited. I thought maybe Arizona would get back to me because um, they are so very entertaining, but they didn't. And so I've got to go back to the board. And next for me is UCLA. I think <laughs> uh, very pretty uniforms, uh, and I think that's important. You know, keep the casuals engaged by staring at the nice, pretty blue. And also, they just play an exciting type of football, I think. They're fun to watch. DTR is extremely fun to watch, no matter what he's doing. Uh, Zach Charbonnet is a great player. I think UCLA is a fun offense in general. And their defense isn't good, so they'll give up points, too. So, um, UCLA for me. Not bad. Avery, you've got the fourth pick in this round. Who are you going with? Yeah, I don't like my family, so I'm going to make them watch Cal. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. I think it would be funny. That would be the most Based. entertaining thing for me. <clears throat> oh, I love that. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. You didn't have to pick family, by the way. I said family or friends. I never I never said you had to pick your family. But all right. Torture your family. With if Cal. I was watching with my friends, um, I would also make it, them watch Cal because all my friends watch Pac-12 football. So I think that would also be funny if that was the only option. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> Insert Jeffrey Dahmer meme. Um, we did. We, we did watch. We, I think we did watch Cal together. We watched Cal USC together we at did. your house. <laughs> uh, Matthew Robertson, you're last on this one here. Yeah, brutal category to go last. I I think that the obvious answer is definitely USC. I know I can't pick it right now, but I feel the need to make commentary on it because they are. Everybody in the house is going to have a strong opinion either for or against USC, and I am here for the holiday fights. Okay, like get drunk, cause fights. So in that spirit and with my family, we're watching Deion Sanders, baby. Let's get some racism <laughs> up in here and let's fight it out. Yeah, that's that's where Matt becomes anti do does anti-racist praxis as uh, all his family members uh, saying Ooh, when one of your family Sanders. members calls Deion Sanders a thug. <laughs> oh, oh God, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> like first quarter, uh, second quarter. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, get to call it. Yeah, your uh, holiday activity, Matt, should have been talking about politics and calling out racism. The sunglass, <laughs> the sunglasses are classless. I'm sure it's coming. Oh, my God, God. Remember, uh, I think I saw like a Utah jazz tweet a while ago where Donovan Mitchell was wearing sunglasses. A picture of him wearing sunglasses, looking pretty fly, hanging out with Jason Tatum and a jazz fan out there tweeted something like, oh, has anyone else noticed that Donovan Mitchell has uh become less likable or something mm-hmm. i'm like what are you talking about like, what? Right. <laughs> what this i'd rather shit? not think about jazz fans thank you i was having a good day um can we please <laughs> move on <laughs> hey they're pretty good this year the jazz considering they were supposed to be tanking right the jazz yes I, I I said I'm quite sure that I said jazz fans. I would rather <laughs> no, not talk about. Yeah, no, no, I know, I know. Just I was just making cheese. Okay, making but speaking of trying to the start jazz combos. The Donovan Mitchell the jazz, jazz fan at the World Cup. <laughs> the yeah, World what the Cup fuck was that guy doing? <laughs> there was a jazz fan at the World Cup in the middle of a sea of Argentina shirts. There's this one dude wearing the Donovan Mitchell new jazz shirt, like the ones that look hideous, <laughs> like with the highlighter, the neon highlighter. No idea what that guy's doing there. <laughs> <laughs> He's awesome. just in the middle of a sea of Argentina shirts. <laughs> that owns. Good for him. Good for him. All right. Well, let's do a quick recap. I hope everyone took notes on what they picked <laughs> for their sure holiday didn't. draft. <laughs> uh, Greg, how about you give us a rundown of everything you picked? Oh, um, let me just scroll back. Uh, here we go. I think I've got a Christmas song or the Christmas song by uh, Nat King Cole. Uh, the Egg Bowl. Omelets and UCLA. You can have two football games on your uh, <laughs> on mm-hmm. your gathering. All right. I should have just picked Ole Miss so I could double down on the Egg Bowl, but it said specifically Pac-12 team. So yes, yes, it did. Lane, Lane Kiffin uh, makes them by proxy. That works. <laughs> uh, Avery, what's uh? Let's hear a rundown of everything you. Yeah, got. I selected rocking around the Christmas tree, frosting cookies. Pot roast and cow. And cow. <laughs> Good pick. Matt? I had White Christmas, uh, the Bing Crosby version. Um, holiday activity was chosen family stuff. Meal was prime rib. 
And the Pac-12 team, Colorado. And Reed. I had last Christmas uh, doing a walk to see some Christmas lights and Yorkshire pudding for my meal while we've watched Tulane beat the shit out of USC. (laughs) That's a pretty good one. Uh, Yes, during my holiday gathering, people will be listening to Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas (laughs) is You while we make the malas and for our meal. We're going to eat them afterwards and a Pac-12 team to watch on holiday. We are going full chaos and watching Jaden Delora and Arizona. All right. Well, that's our holiday draft. Uh, next, let's just move on. I hope everyone enjoyed their holiday gathering and their holiday draft. It was a lot of fun to pick some of these things. Let's move on to Pac-12 New Year's resolutions. What I thought we could do here, we're running into a new year. It's time to be reflective. Look forward into 2023 and just chart our hopes and dreams for the Pac-12. So, Greg, let's start with you. What's one New Year's resolution you have for the Pac-12? It could be for a specific team. It could be for a player. It could be for a coach. It could be for the conference as a whole. Let's hear it from you. What is, what is a New Year's resolution you have for the Pac-12 or Pac-12-related New Year's resolution? So, I do believe that this was Michael Mothershed's final year. <laughs> Yes. Am I correct? Yeah. Um, the Pac-12, I think going forward, they've got to find their next Michael Mothershed. I know it's going to be hard, <laughs> but like, who is going to step up in these trying times? Uh, who is going to absolutely fuck USC over in their final season? That's what I need personally. Uh, I want somebody to say, thank God Michael Mothershed is here about, except you know <laughs> he's gone, so we need someone new. Uh, that's, that's, that's where I'm going one. for the Pac-12. That's a great one. We need a new face of the Pac-12, a new mm-hmm. uh, new leader who's going to mm-hmm. lead us forward. Find somebody else with like horribly broken fingers. That, that <laughs> might work. <laughs> Avery? Uh, I think mine's very obvious. Um, Oregon State needs to get a quarterback. There's a lot of options. Yeah, um, I think probably 50% of the quarterbacks in the portal would be an upgrade over what they currently have. So I feel like this is an easy resolution to succeed at. And if they don't, it's going to be really, really bad. So that's that's what I have. Matt Huberson, what's your, uh, you got a New Year's resolution for the Pac-12 or a Pac-12 team? University of Utah, it is never too late or too early to throw the entire state budget at Brian Johnson. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Before yes. he gets a NFL um, coordinator job. Or head coach at this point. Like, yeah. Damn, he might even skip that. The quarterback he's coaching is an MVP finalist. So uh, this man is making Jalen Hurts into an MVP. Yeah. Wow. Entire wow. state budget, Good. twenty million a year. I don't care. Reed, what uh, what's the New Year's resolution you got for the Pac-12, Pac-12 team, player, coach? It's kind of a depressing one. Uh, <clears throat> try to get to the Big Ten. That's my New Year's resolution for, <laughs> for, for the entire Pac-12 for, for you, you or any, all anyone who can really. I think we're on a second <laughs> shift there. Uh, my New Year's resolution. Uh, I'll go the opposite of you, Rita. My New Year's resolution is for the Pac-12 to get a here. Here it is. I'm going to set a benchmark: forty-five million dollars a year per school in the media deal. That's what I want. Uh, my resolution is for the Pac-12 to get every single one of these schools decently paid, more than the Big 12. That's that's all That's all you can ask for. I think it's reasonable. How much of, like, we're going to take this serious, how much of the delay in this is making you think this is more of, like, a 
prime video play. I think that's likely at this point. Yeah. Specifically with like the NFL Sunday ticket and like paying for the Pac-12 Network's infrastructure. I think the delay, I wonder, I think the I think part of the delay was just getting full confirmation from the UC regions that UCLA was not going. We should talk about that by the way. That happened. Uh we should what? discuss that actually. Well, Shocking. Yeah, we 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 will uh we'll talk about that next right now. Um I I think that was a big part of the delay. I wonder too if they're in negotiation or talks with other schools like so that they could uh, incorporate them into the deal. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. That's my that's my sense. But maybe there's other shit going on. I have no idea. Deion Sanders, of course, just inflated the evaluation, like doubled it, basically, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God, George Kleokov saying. So George Kleokov, for those who don't know, said, uh, "Yeah, you know, one of the things that this gives us time is to really consider the impact of Deion Sanders, and that's like a a person who can help our media." I'm like, "What are you talking about, dude?" Like. Are you serious? Like, wh- what the fuck is this? Okay, so genuinely insane thing to say, but also, like, doing insane football propaganda. Like, I really appreciate it. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Actually well, yeah, putting the importance right. in the sport that drives it. Like, hell yeah. yeah. It's just such a big difference from what we saw from Larry Scott. It's it's wonderful. I love, I love yeah. Daddy George. Thank you, George. Daddy George is being pretty uh, aggressive. Uh, I, I I do think mm-hmm, I think he's good. He's out there fighting and talking shit and doing everything he needs to be doing. Uh, it's pretty pretty good job from him. All right, well, okay, but also if if Prime Video overpays for the Pac-12 networks, Larry Scott was right. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, <laughs> you mean like have, putting together the Pac-12 network and having your own your own infrastructure? Like if they're your buying that so that they can do NFL Sunday Ticket, like. He was right. That's yeah. That would be uh, a big payoff. The thing is, okay. Here's the thing. I want to know from you all because I've been kind of going back and forth with this. Is, is the thing I don't think people talk about is that with these media deals, it's a bit of a like kind of trade off, like between visibility and money. So the more visibility, I think for except unless you're the Big Ten or the SEC, the more visibility you get, especially when it comes to Pac-12 media negotiations, it feels like the path that gets you more more visibility also gets you less money, right? Like, am I wrong here? Like, if they went and said we're going to make a deal with ESPN exclusively, they will be visible. They'll get their games on ESPN and all the ESPN properties but they will make less money, right? Like versus if they went to Amazon Amazon and said, yeah, we'll get on Prime Video, they will be less video because the people have to subscribe for Prime, but their uh, the money is more because Amazon wants to build up its, its uh, content. Am I wrong about this? I feel like that's a big part of this calculation. I think you're right, but something that helps is at least with Amazon, I think most people already have that. Uh, so that'll help. And because, I mean, they already got the, the Thursday night football games. And so there are sports fans who will have that for that. The big problem for me is just when someone is on their couch, flipping through channels to see what's on, uh, they're not going to see the pac 12 games there. Uh, at least now though, it's very easily accessible, which it was not, uh, previously assuming that it is prime video that gets the pac 12. Do you all prefer like if you had a preference just from as a, from a from a consumer perspective from a, someone who just watches these games and enjoys them and you know all this other stuff you prefer Prime Video, Apple TV, any other of the big streaming services? You have like a preference like where you'd want to see them, where you think they're best positioned? I'd like Prime. I think they do a good job with Thursday night football right now. I and definitely don't want Apple TV because I don't want to get Apple TV yeah. and I don't think as many people will see it there. Prime ha- Prime uh, is a lot more accessible. Uh, ma- I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
doesn't Major League Soccer ink a big deal with Apple TV? Yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So I guess, I don't know. I guess I could make it accessible, but okay. All right. Well, that, I don't know. We went on a rant about the New Year's, uh, the, about New Year's resolutions and the TV media deal, but uh, probably, I mean, that's something that's on the top of mind for the Pac 12. So I think it's worth discussing. All right. Uh, I'm making a small pivot. We have to talk about some truck stop news. Just talked about it, but we should discuss it really quick. The UC Regents officially said, UCLA, you can go to the Big Ten, but as a caveat, you have to give two to ten million dollars every single year to Cal based on the Pac 12 media deal. Any reactions to this? Uh, obviously, I think none of us are surprised that the UC Regents aren't going to stop UCLA going to the Big Ten. But Reed, any uh, any reactions to that news? Pretty hilarious. It's expected, but <laughs> huge dunk on Cal and Cal fans. Um, so just funny, really. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Hubertson. Calimony is such a good nickname for this. Really, I love that so much. (laughs) It's so good. Is there like a timeline on that, like on Calimony, or is this just in perpetuity? It sounds like it's in perpetuity, at least for the Pac-12 media deal. I I don't know. It's unclear because when it first came out, I was looking at the documents, and it's like people were mentioning because I at first I thought it was annual, uh, and then people were like, no, 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 it's a one-time payment, and then the reporting came out later that it actually was an annual subsidy. So. Who knows how that how long it's gonna last? There's a bunch of people on the inside who are like, "Oh yeah, this will get negotiated down to like five hundred thousand dollars a year or something." I'm like, "It will it? I don't know. Like, how, how do they know that? I'm not really. Uh, this is unprecedented that one team is gonna get a bunch of money from the others. Like, I, I don't know where they're coming from. This idea that yeah, that's not gonna be that much. But um, so yeah, I guess probably in perpetuity. Avery, any reactions to the UC Regents telling UCLA they can go to the Big Ten as long as they pay up to Cal? No, I. I think the people that thought that the UC Regents would prevent UCLA from going to the Big Ten are stupid and, and coping. So I feel like this is expected. But Calimony is a very funny name, and I'm going to make that and Great make that happen in many conversations because I enjoy saying it. <laughs> Greg, any reactions? Uh, I mean, like, I'm just shocked, honestly, that uh, the UC Regents did even this. But this is the best outcome because this is the outcome that I think leaves the most people upset. Uh, UCLA fans are going to be fucking pissed that they have to be giving Cal $10 million a year. That's super funny. Uh, Cal fans are still getting dunked on. Like, Calimony makes fun of them, too. <laughs> Overall, yeah. I'm, I'm very pleased. Like, this is just extremely funny. It really did piss everyone off. This is like, I really don't know who came away a winner here, except everyone's mad. Does it, does it go to the entire UC system? Potentially, no, it goes or is it just to, to Berkeley. That's yeah, so it goes funny. just to Cal. Because I'm like, even if it was like... a UC system, like you could have conversations of, does this make Fresno more of a like reasonable thing to add to the Pac-12, where they can be added at a lower, like a lower shareholder or something like that. Well, Fresno but... State's a Cal State. It's a Cal oh, State. Oh, they're a Cal State. State. They're not a UC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, never uh, mind so then. I don't know. There's no other U- UC Davis, maybe. I don't know. Get, uh, get UCI <laughs> in here. Yes. Uh, I, yeah, I, uh, here's my take on this is I think, I don't know how much of this two to $10 million per year, like what the, what the benchmark is, but I think it kind of dramatically changes the calculus. If it is close to $10 million a year, like if whoever it is says, yeah, you got to pay up $10 million a year to Cal, 
that like kind of totally changes the calculus for UCLA. Like UCLA should kick, be kicking itself in the ass for going to the Big Ten because the Big 12 is getting what? $32 million a year per school. That's without the incentives of the tier one games or whatever the fuck. Uh, and they're getting $62 million a year in the Big Ten, again, without any incentives and stuff like that. $10 million of those additional expenses, uh, or $10 million of those will go to additional expenses for travel. So UCLA is already down $10 million. And then if they have to pay Cal $10 million, that's another $10 million you're down. You're $20 million, you're making $20 million less than every other Big Ten school. You're at an immediate disadvantage, and you don't really get that much over what you would if you were in the Pac-12, assuming the Pac-12 gets the same media deal as the Big 12, which... I don't know. The Pac-12 has bigger has uh, their two biggest brands are bigger than anything the Big it 12 has. It has to be higher. It has to be higher. Absolutely has to be higher. Um so and and then if you add UCLA, like if UCLA had decided to stay, they I don't know. They'd uh <laughs> might might even be higher than that. They'd have a very strong foothold in the LA market. So, I think the best part about this actually is that not only is everybody mad, the team that's getting the money is a team that we all know is not going to do shit with that money to get better at football. <laughs> like, we know Cal's not going to use that money. <laughs> like, they're just going to be paying debts. Yeah, just to pay <laughs> off the so, stadium. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, like, the other the other schools in the Pac-12 don't have to worry about this unfair advantage that Cal has because they won't use it. So funny. Oh, my God. What a <laughs> stupid fucking mess this just was. Just extend Justin Wilcox with it. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's what they do with it. Uh, by the way, longer and longer we go, I was just thinking about it, longer and longer we go uh, without any news about any teams joining the Big Ten, it feels like the Pac-12 is kind of sticking around, right? At least for a little while longer. Am I wrong about that? Probably. You're wrong yeah. about most things. <laughs> I, think you're, I think that's probably where it's heading right now, but you never know if one of these other conferences gets blown up or anything like it. it 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 will move fast probably when it does. Yeah, it'll probably come out of yeah. nowhere. But but the Pac-12 media deal, if they go and they sign, they ink a five-year media deal, right? Which is a fairly short deal. Uh, even five years, it kind of locks them in for the next five years, uh, unless they have provisions in there that, like, if you get an invite, then you can. Yeah, leave. I don't know that Oregon and Washington want to sign something that's that prohibitive of them moving in the next five years. But may- if it's that short, maybe, but probably not any longer than that for sure. I mean, yeah, because I mean, they're not going to sign. It's not like Oregon and UW are going to be able to be like, yeah, just sign us up for one year contracts. It's not like the NBA. It's not really doesn't really work like that. I don't think. I don't know. Media deals are weird. Maybe there is. Something like that. Just it feels to me that like it's it's now or ten years. Um, I don't know why. Like right now, when the Pac-12 doesn't have a deal on the table, and and here's the other thing is that the Big Ten, uh, they they inked their deal. Now I guess they could always add more, get more money from it, depending on what the calculations are. But uh, but I don't know. Feels weird. Feels weird that we're still here. Anyway. All right. Let's move on. Let's wrap it up for the year with some game predictions. All right, we got five Pac-12 bowl games all within like a four-day span here. On Wednesday, December 28th at 5 p.m. Pacific, Oregon is traveling to San Diego in the Holiday Bowl to take on North Carolina. The Ducks are 14-point favorites. Reed, who wins, who covers? This should absolutely be the easy 10th win I was hoping it would be. Uh, 
yeah, I think Ducks roll easy in this one. North Carolina's had a lot of transfers uh, or early declarations for the NFL draft. Could be high scoring with Drake May, but I think Oregon pulls this one out. Bo Nix playing in this one, I assume? Yeah, yeah, yes. Is he healthy now? 100%? <laughs> Uh, I don't He's know about 100%. More yeah, but <laughs> probably 90, 95, something like that. Okay, good. Good, that'd be fun. Matthew Hubertson, who wins, who covers? Yeah, ACC is ass. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll stick with Oregon here. Greg? The thing that makes me hesitant about taking Oregon is they've also had a lot of transfers. Uh, and so I'm, I'm a little worried that that hurts them, especially with the new offensive coordinator, like all of that going on. I'll still take them, but... Uh, I'm hesitant. Not not many of the transfers are are guys who are playing a lot. Um, I think it hurts some depth. Yeah, it's but not like a fine. Florida situation. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's just going to be upsetting, I guess, to not watch Justin Flo run past the defender <laughs> at like 90 miles per hour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Avery, Oregon, 14 point favorites against North Carolina. Who wins? Who covers? Onyx, this is your Heisman moment. Um, <laughs> it's I, not oh, over. I think Oregon. Mike win. Pence can still give Bonix the Heisman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, yeah, I've got Oregon winning by uh, I don't know two touchdowns. I don't know shit about North Carolina, but the spread says fourteen, so I'm going with fourteen. Uh, okay. Texas and Washington are traveling to San Antonio to play in the Alamo Bowl. That game is on Thursday, December 29th at 6 p.m. The Longhorns, four-point favorites over the Huskies. Matt, who wins, who covers? Yeah, unfortunately, it is tradition here in the Alamo Bowl. When Texas plays in the Alamo Bowl, they win the Alamo Bowl. So I am picking Texas for no other reason than that. I'm going with uh, Washington. I think that the Alamo Bowl, people always say the Pac-12 Pac-12 uh, just is bad in the Alamo Bowl. It's a bad idea. You know, they always suck, blah, blah, blah. They only suck because uh, they always send their uh, title game losers to the Alamo Bowl. Washington is not a title game loser. Washington ended the season on a high note. Washington is going to be up for this game. Uh, maybe Texas will be too. No clue, but uh, I, I really like UW's offense. I think they're gonna. I think they're beat the shit out of Texas. Texas has not seemed that great this year, so I'm going with the Huskies. Uh, Avery, Texas, Washington. Texas is a four point favorite. Who do you got? Yeah, Texas is bad. And Washington's good, so Washington is gonna win this game. The most Greg—that's the most Greg analysis. That was my, I've Greg, ever that was my Greg impression. <laughs> Greg, who's good? Your thoughts? It's true. Uh, much like Matt, I am aware of the history of the Alamo Bowl, and when Texas is in the Alamo Bowl, they win, and uh, they're playing a Pac-12 team. So Texas wins okay. and covers. And covers. Okay, I guess four points is a. What do you call it? The uh, hanger, or what do you call it? The... A hook is when there's a half point. Oh, hook is when there's a half point. Okay, thank you for the terminology. Uneducated. <laughs> <laughs> UCLA traveling to El Paso. Hey, hey. Oh, Reed. I forgot Sorry, about UCLA. Reed. Reed, you're gonna pick Texas. Jesus. Of course I'm going to pick Texas. I don't <laughs> think Texas is that bad. They're pretty good in a lot of the power ranking systems or power rating systems. Uh, and I'm not fucking picking Washington here. Yeah, go Texas. <laughs> Hook them. <laughs> wow, wow. Uh, okay, next up, UCLA in the Sun Bowl uh, against Pittsburgh. They play Friday, December 30th at 11 a.m. Pacific. UCLA, three and a half point favorites. Our boy, Keaton Slovis is sitting out this one. Very sad. 
It's a bummer. Yeah, Avery. Mm-hmm. Who wins? Who covers? Is this still the Tony the Tiger symbol? Is that I what it is? I think so. I'm looking at my app. My app it doesn't changed. have a sponsor. I believe it is. Um, I'm picking UCLA to win. Okay. And cover? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Greg? Um, I spent the offseason making fun of Pitt fans for thinking they'd be good and for thinking Keaton Slovis would be good. I'm sad we don't get to see UCLA make Keaton Slovis look bad again. Um, but I'll still take UCLA to win and cover. Pitt, ha- Pitt has fans that you were antagonizing? Yeah, they have they have they have passionate fans apparently who think Jordan Addison is overrated. Uh, Jordan Addison was overrated. He was a Kenny Pickett merchant. Um, Emily is a Pitt that's fan. That's what they believed. Oh yeah, our friend Emily, Emily. You know, nobody's perfect, uh, and she's no exception apparently. I think Emily knows Paul. Our uh, our friend at Sports with M on Twitter. Uh, yeah, she is not just a Pitt fan. She's a fan of like half the fucking FBS school. So is it really saying much <laughs> that she's a fan? <laughs> not really. <laughs> Beth Hubertson, UCLA, three and a half point favorites over Pitt in the Sun Bowl. Who you got? Who wins? Who covers? I, I think this is the sickos game of the bowl year for the Pac-12. Win, I, gotta, no. I didn't expect this. Oh! Ew! Part of this is how UCLA finished and how they played against Cal where they just were incredibly uninterested. I think they continue that into the bowl game and are entirely not interested, but I think Pitt is straight up bad. I'm still picking UCLA and I'm still picking UCLA to cover, but I think this is going to be a gross, gross year. Yeah, my perception of Pitt is almost entirely shaped by that West Virginia game on the first weekend because it was all that was on TV. So I watched that very intently. (laughs) Haven't watched them since really, uh, but I wasn't that impressed and with Slovis out, sure, I'll go with UCLA to win and cover. Yeah, I got UCLA winning covering. Uh, This line was much different on December 7th. Any guesses as to what the line was back on December 7th a couple weeks ago? Three. Three for UCLA? Seven. Seven for, for UCLA. UCLA. It was. Three for Pitt. This was a, a UCLA was minus seven on December 7th. Uh, so that line has moved considerably since then. And people people are, people are know something about Pitt. Uh, yeah, I got them winning and covering. Uh, oh, oops. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, next up, number 16, Tulane. Traveling. To where is the Cotton Bowl? Oh, Arlington, Texas. Ew. Uh, Arlington, Texas. They're all in Texas. To play. Where is the Cotton Bowl? This man does not watch college football. To play. They play USC uh, in the Cotton Bowl. This game is on uh, January 2nd, 10 a.m. Pacific. USC, two and a half point favorites. Uh, Reed, who wins? Who covers? The wave is rolling. (laughs) <laughs> the USC defense is going to have a painful introduction to American Athletic Conference Offensive Player of the Year, Ty J. Spears. He's going to just tear that defense apart. It's going to be a bloodbath, a green <laughs> wave bath. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Tulane's rolling. Matthew Hubertson? Yeah, Tulane. Um, we, we go with history of the Pac-12 championship game losers here. Greg? exactly what they both said uh Tulane the, the wave will roll and uh Pac-12 championship game losers don't win so yeah Tulane grapes and he's swerving here I believe in curses and there's one curse that has stood the test of time and that is the Pac-12 championship loser loses 
again in the bowl game. And so I'm absolutely picking Tulane to win this one. Yeah, we get a bad vibes. <laughs> no bad vibes. Graves? The bad the vibes are always bad during bowl season for the Pac twelve. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a fair point. Uh yeah. Pac twelve title <laughs> game loser, 0 and ten. Oh and ten. Never, never won a bowl game. Uh oh and ten bowl games. Yeah, give me Tulane to win. Uh I, they, USC does not want to be in this game. Uh, who, Caleb Williams will be 100% though, we assume. So as long as he is, I don't know. Oh, I kind of go back and forth. What's that? It could be interesting, yeah. but curses prevail. <laughs> curses do prevail. Yeah, I'll go with the curse. I'll say Tulane wins. All right. Last game of the Pac-12 season. Penn State and Utah traveled to Pasadena to play in the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl, as always, except I guess this year because the New Year's Day is on a Sunday. This one's on January 2nd, Monday, January 2nd at 2 p.m. Pacific. Reed, who wins? Who covers? Utah's a a two-point favorite. I I think that Utah finally gets it done and wins the Rose Bowl. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Penn State's solid, but I I like I think Utah wants this more, uh, and I just think they're better. Matt, yeah, I'm gonna go with Utah. I think that um, I think that Penn State has key holdouts from this game. That like their best wide receiver is out, which really helps with Clark Phillips being out. Their best linebacker is out, which helps with Dalton Kincaid being out. So I think that the matchup still works out really well for Utah. Um, and I think Utah just is a better team. Grapes? Yeah, I would like Utah to win, um, mainly because Penn State is a terrible school that should not have a football program. I don't even know if the school should exist anymore. So I would like Utah to win. I think they're a solid team. It's a bummer that Clark Phillips isn't playing, but hopefully Utah finally gets its Rose Bowl. Greg? If you'd asked me before Dalton Kincaid said he wasn't going to play, uh, I would have picked Utah, but after that, Penn State's defense still scares me. Um, hopefully, Sean Clifford can make some magic happen and Utah will win. But uh, but I'm, I'm gonna go with with Penn State. Wow, wow. Uh, interesting stat here. Utah has not won a bowl game since 2017. It's been five years since Utah has won a bowl game. They've lost three in a row. Uh, two of them because they were the Pac-12 title game loser, and then last year against Ohio State uh, because they were the less talented team. Oh man, I'm I am very torn about this one. I'm gonna I'll stick with the Pac-12 team and say Utah, but there's something in me that says they're they they're not gonna be able to come out of this one, uh, which would be a bummer. Uh, they're they're gonna get the uh, UW can't win a big bowl game allegation uh, discourse. So hopefully that is not the case. All right, that's it. That's our show. Thank you all for joining in and listening to us talk about the bowl games and our favorite holiday stuff. We really appreciate it. We're back one more time for football on January 3rd at 5 a.m. We'll talk about all of the bowl games and the Rose Bowl and our favorite games and a reflection of the year and looking ahead into New Year before Matt and Reed take it over on the Patreon. But for now, that's Reed. That's Matt. That's Greg. That's Avery. I'm Carlos. Thank you very much for listening. And remember, there are no truck stops here. Roll wave. Not even one. <laughs> Rumors still and thick with smoke. 
Quiet city streets. Things are an old.